Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we get rolling into this? Yeah. Let, let's let's get rolling into this. All right. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It is episode four. Yes, sir. And we have officially launched this week. I know you guys think that we launched four weeks ago, but whatever. But like, we actually are recording earlier just so we can kind of stay ahead, so we can give you consistent content. I don't know. It's a genius idea. We're just trying to get ahead of everything. But we're on episode four. Going to be talking about the needy greedy. The needy greedy. Of productivity. Um, we're really excited. About oh, it. boy. Yeah, so so this <laughs> week we're kind of setting ourselves up for the following couple of weeks of content. Uh, this yep. week we're just going to be going over... Uh, the problem, which is people aren't really reaching their professional goals due to lack of productivity. And then uh, answering the question, why is it important to be productive? And then going over the remedies to the problem. So also at the end of this video, stick around. We're going to be launching our first challenge for September. We're really excited about it. Yeah, we have some goals we're setting. We hope you guys are going to be having some good ones, too. And then let's get into this. What do you think? Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like, like Kyle said, stick around for the challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. Get everybody involved. Um, but yeah, this week is all about productivity, which is really what proof in theory is about. And we wanted to kind of get a few episodes under our feet before we dove into this topic, because this is really something that's really important to us and something that we've paid a lot of attention to in our professional careers. Um, so like we first wanted to paint this picture of like, what's the problem, right? So what is, is there a problem? Like, are we actually providing like a productivity solution to not a problem? No, yeah. like we're, we actually found a problem, right? Um, so as I was trying to do this, I was trying to find like some simple stats to kind of throw at you guys. Um, but there really isn't any. And I went through like the U.S. Census Bureau and like the what the U.S. Bureau of Labor and their statistics and all that kind of stuff. And they all have their like different types of things that they have done. Um, but it's all very confusing. And <laughs> literally, like I downloaded one like Excel file and it was like 37 megabytes of Excel sheets. And I was just like, all right, so I don't want to necessarily go through all that, but I did find some articles that summed it up for me, and now I'm summing up those articles for you so that it makes it a whole lot easier. Thank God, because it looked like hieroglyphics to me, my man. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I, it literally, like, all the different variables were ridiculous. And, like, the formula for them to calculate productivity is pretty extensive, um, just because... It's not as simple as it used to be back in the day. So what they do is they calculate the amount of output that is created. So goods and services is the output okay. with the amount of hours is the input. So labor hours. So you and I working each week, those are the hours that are the input to create the goods and services. So okay. back in the day, that's really simple, right? When you're like a... You're, produce, you're a manufacturer or a factory, you can pretty much calculate pretty easily how many hours people are working and how many goods you're, you're creating each day. Yeah. If that factory gets bigger, 
and you're producing more things and the average hours that are being worked are getting less, then it's a good thing. Now, it gets more complicated if you're going to look at someone like a teller at a bank. Like, what is the goods and service that they're providing when it comes to that? Because it's like they're selling checking accounts, but the checking account is free. So then how is it going to be associated to a product or service? So that's where it gets a little bit complicated. But they did this whole formula. You guys can look into it more. We'll put that in the description, just the different articles that I've read and went through different things. It's like a multi-factor formula where they take in a bunch of different factors to give us pretty good data. Um, so <laughs> all that to say, all that to say is they went through and took the output that has come from all the input during business cycles. So I guess I had to give a preface of business cycles. Um, a business cycle is a time frame in which there is a recession and an expansion. Okay. So like, don't think a business cycle is necessarily like, all right, here is like the five years and then five years where there's like only expansion, only recession. But yeah, I wasn't sure if do, that was like, you know, like you said, from recession to expansion yeah. or if that was like quarterly, like what the business cycle was defined as. So that's helpful. Yeah. So like the most recent one is from 2007 to February of 2020. Okay. So it's a really yeah. long expansion period and everyone's just talking about how the market's continually going. That's a big business cycle. Yeah. So that most recent business cycle, if we compare that business cycle to for before then, so from 1947 is when they started recording to 2007, we are three times less productive than the average of that generation before us. That's interesting. Three, That's crazy. So three times less productive. So if they were to work one hour, they are, we would have to work three hours. Wow. So that's where we're recognizing. And then there's a lot of hypothesis on why that happens. But I really just wanted to kind of let that sit. Yeah, man. Because with everything that they've changed, and you can go talk to economists after economists, they all have their different reasons of why. But like, at the end of the day, we are three times less productive than every generation before us. That's crazy. What do you, what do you think is one of the causes for that? Well, a few of the things that like they claim to be issues is like it's hard to record what output is going in at coming out and the inputs. It's a little bit more difficult to record those things because businesses have changed. Yeah, but it's that's like, true. They've, they have adapted their formula to mimic that. So they still are like, well, there's an unknown. So it's like, there's just too much error for us to really use that. But it's like, okay, no, <laughs> there's not that much error. Like there is a lot of normal jobs out there that still have productivity that can be recorded. Um, but yeah, other things are going to just be just the timeframes in which things are happening. Um, a lot of people claim that it's because of the expansion periods it's a bunch of different stuff that they go through okay. and none of it's really that direct. Um, it's all very indirect because they can't point a figure finger at one thing. Yeah. That makes so, sense. I mean, even so yeah. if let, let's say there was a little bit of margin for error, like, you know, how do you, yeah. how do you measure the input output of Facebook advertisements? You know, like that's kind of exactly. harder to measure. Like, obviously, it's a multi, multi, multi million dollar a year industry, just like Google yes. ads. But like, how do you really measure that? You know, that's that's definitely yeah. a hard thing. But even so, it wouldn't 
influence it in such a way that we would be three times less productive. Well, and two, like a lot of people, like a lot of the economists are saying, like just the types of jobs have changed. So if you think about like the specialists in our fields, there's not as many. There's a lot of generalists, you know, like there's, there's people that work in business. That is how many different types of people? Yeah. Like that's not just like one guy, you know, that's not one specific finance person or one specific marketer. Like it's very general. Um, And so that, that's kind of the issue too, is that like people are going to college a lot longer than before and they're getting these like degrees that are not as specific. It's not like they're going to be a plumber and that was it. Like it's very general. Yeah. Um, So I think that's a hard thing to really quantify as well. I think something too that's changed that I just thought about is um, if you look at the overturn in millennials especially is uh, you don't really expect millennials to stick around for more than three years. If you do, like you're probably doing something great or they're kind of an anomaly where they're not they're yeah. just not part of that crew but in the, that's a very good point but i, I mean people used to st- people used to stay in their jobs forever they would say 25 yeah. 30 years 40 years till they retire and they would be absolute professionals at what they do they knew it because they've yeah. done it all of they've done it more than they've been um you know taken care of as a kid like they no absolutely more of their life like, has been spent doing that job than anything else yeah and then like they don't have to rely on like training they don't have to rely on like googling something because they've been doing it for 10 years they know all the answers yeah so it's like they just can keep going like rapid fire right right after another when like most of us like are changing jobs every three years like you said and you're gonna have to start over like like for instance like finance like it's similar from company to company but one of the biggest assets that you have that working in a company is knowing what the company does you yeah. know, so it's like that's 50% of your knowledge is going to be company specific. So that's like, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think um, part of that too is like our generation focuses a lot more on just, you know, getting our paycheck. We're, we're a lot yeah. more about we need job satisfaction. You know, like there's, there's part of it that's like, you know, the social media game of like, I have yeah. to put on this persona, like I can be whoever yeah. I want to be. There's not as much authenticity in that way in social media. Um, so like people feel like they need to be changing these jobs, keeping these exciting lives. Like they can't, they can't lead that boring life of having the same job for 10 years anymore and becoming a true professional at what they do. Um, kind of bouncing around. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be culturally related, you know, like a lot of our generations growing up, it's always that like, how can I make money quick or how can I get famous quick? I mean, TikTok right now, how many people are like, you know what, I'm just going to go full time into TikTok and it might be gone in the next week. Who knows? Um, But like that's that's all that's going on. Right. Is like people are trying to cut steps and remove them without knowing if they're helping. You know, and like productivity, if we're looking at productivity, it's about getting more output for less input. So it's really defined by the efficiencies. So if you don't have time to like know what those steps are and you're just trying to jump over those steps it's probably going to slow you down down the road right yeah and i think part of that is like defining what productivity is is important especially like yeah with what's happened with hustle culture is that people have kind yeah. of taken even the word hustle and made that a bad thing as in like working hard or stuff like that there's nothing wrong with working hard but yes. people have taken it to the nth degree where it's like I'm working 18 hours a day every day yeah. until I'm burned out, you know, 
And that's not what productivity is really about. When we say productivity, we mean, like you said, giving more output with, wait, no, less output for more input. Correct me on this. Yeah, reverse that. You know, this is more Chad's field, whatever. More output (laughs) with less input. So you're going to get the same or more for this limited amount of hours. Thank you. you. So it's like... Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's what we're saying when we're talking about productivity. We're not talking about yes. you need to work 12 hours a day to get the job done oh, so that we can be as productive as previous generations. We're saying you yes. need to refine your processes and stuff like that. Um, just yes. get things. It helps prevent burnout. You know, like that's yes. that's one of the things that productivity yes. will help do is it'll help you not burn out because you don't have to work 12 hours to do something you can do in eight. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, we're actually going to be doing a, um, on I guess next week, right? We're going to be doing another episode on burnout specifically, just because productivity really is that solution. Because productivity is be, being able to use less hours. The only thing that we do have a limited amount of is hours each yeah. day. Like you can't create more hours. Like you can create more money. You can create more like relationships. All these different things. You can't create more time. So it's like, it's really using your time for the best thing so that whatever you really want. So like our last episode was like that why, that passionate why. It's like, let's talk about how you can make that time even more efficient. So it's like a lot of these people are like, I need to work my nine to five. What if you could do that in a nine to three? You know, like what if it's a four day work week? Yeah. Like, and you are getting the same amount of work done. Like productivity is actually better because you're working less and then you can put three days into your weekend and put three days into your relationships instead of that. So it's like, that's where we're talking about productivity. Like burnout is huge. You know, like, like my, my wife, she's a nurse and they burn out all the time because they're working 12 hour days and that's just like seven to seven. Right. But then they have to drive home. They have to have like dinner. If they have a family, like, come on, like, what are you going to (laughs) do? Right. Um, yeah, it's, so like, yeah, it's, it definitely, that's why productivity is so important is because it does prevent things like burnout. Yeah, it, it really just can, it can help restore a sense of work-life balance, something that exactly you see in search rankings and stuff like that. And you've seen through news articles on social media, we have burnout Absolutely. culture and people that don't have work-life balance, but yet we're three yeah. times less productive than we used to yes. be. I think yeah. that has a big, that has a big part of that. Like we're not doing the most with the limited amount of hours that we've been given like you said that's the one thing we can't make more of so yes um, we're doing less with more time and that's the issue here is we're not saying you need to put in more time we're saying you need to put in less time but do it more efficiently so you don't burn out and you have that work-life balance that will then fuel your work the following days weeks months years yeah so like then the big question is like how yeah right how do you do that you know, like, how do you input productivity into your daily life to make it more efficient? How, you know? Um, and I think we both asked this question individually, and then we kind of attacked it together to kind of see really what those things were. Um, and I think one of the big things that we came to, and we we asked each other both this question, is that trial and error is the way to solve the problem. Yeah. And what we mean by trial and error is trying new things and doing new things that disrupts your day or makes your day better, depending on 
if there's an error or not. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the big part where it's like, all right, I'm going to try a lot of people. Like I, like, I think I use that example is, uh, this person that I commented on for Instagram, she, she does her emails Sunday night. Mm-hmm. That's her thing. And that makes her more efficient because no one's responding to her emails on a Sunday night because no one else is doing that. So yeah. she's able to be more effective and be more efficient so that she can do other things during the week. But I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to, I just like, that's not my trial. But so it's like, it is specific to individuals, right? Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's not it, but maybe it's getting up earlier, you know, like maybe that's yeah. it, or maybe it's staying up later. If you're a night owl, stay up later. If you're an early person like myself, get up earlier. That's something that I personally do. I get a jump on the day, try and get yeah. through some things before emails start popping in. Um, yeah. And part of that too is like that person that you're referencing, she made a plan. And a really big part yes. of that is if you fail the plan, then you're planning to fail. Um, this is a quote that's used pretty widely. I recently heard it. Um, I came across it from Sean Connell from uh, Sean, yeah, Sean Connell from Think Media. Yeah. Um, I I think that was really powerful for me, um, especially like when you set out to do something. If you don't have a plan doing it, like same with us. Like we, if we would have gone into this saying like let's make a podcast like we referenced a couple yeah. weeks ago. It never would have got done. We would have pushed it back. But by setting dates and making a plan, like we need to post on this day, we need to post this many yep. times, we need to do our podcast at this time. We made a plan and that's why we're starting to see success at this point. We're, our, the, yeah. we're seeing the fruits of our labor, which is really cool to see. Yeah. And that's being, and I think that's a good point. Like the plan is going towards some sort of goal and like you have something you want to reach. You yeah. know, it's like it, like you have to know what your output is, you know, like if like, it's simple, I guess, for someone that's like in sales, you know, cause it's like the amount of hours you're going to be doing, the more money that you're getting, more products that you're going to sell, the more money you get. Um, but other areas it might be a little bit more difficult. Like I work in finance and I don't necessarily have a tangible goal in that way. Um, but a lot of the things that I did for my previous job, uh, was, trying to take my 100% of the 40 hours and bring that down to 50%. And by the time I left that, I actually could do my full 40 hours in 25% of the time. Yeah. So what did that do? It either leave me to do free things that I wanted, or I could then ask my manager, my boss and be like, Hey, I now have free time to take on more things. And it created an asset, but I, I had to have the goal of, doing that or wouldn't have been effective. Yeah, that's that's similar to what my situation was too when I was hired on in my position three years ago. I was brought on yes. as just a web designer. Even though I went to school for graphic design, I had a passion for yeah. web design. And I kind of was able to do my work quick enough that I was like, I have extra time. Do you want me to make some graphics for you? And so that ended up working out. And I was like, I still have more time. Do you guys want me to start yeah. running some social media for you? Sure. All right. I still have more time. Do you got like, and it just kept piling on yes. to the point where now, you know, I do everything from account management, running ads, social media, text messages, push notifications, apps, webs, graphics, you name it. I'm kind of doing anything yeah. that our company needs me to do. I'm kind of, you know, whatever they need me to do, I pivot and I can do it, which is a great asset to be on a team. You want to be Absolutely. the guy that people can go to and say, hey, you know how to do this. Sure. I can do yeah. that. You know, you become, you're yeah, not easily replaceable. That's a big thing. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's like, that's what made both of us know that we wanted to be more productive and we wanted to get into this whole 
like thought process, this whole industry, because like we now, because we were so productive before and we were able to create processes and make more efficiencies, we're able to do this now. Yeah. You know, like we're able to after work, because this is, we have a nine to five. This is not our full-time job at this point. Um, <laughs> like we want to be doing this as a side hustle. So the only way to do that is to be efficient with our work day so that we have the time and the freedom to really work on this creative project that we're doing. Yeah. And that's a big, big part of it. Yeah. I mean, part of that is determining what's working and what's not working, you know, yes. as you're going throughout your job. If there's something that you're constantly mm -hmm. getting frustrated about, that's something that you could probably work on to be more productive and find an easier solution to that. Yeah. Instead of continually week after week being frustrated by the same problems, try and find a solution to it. You know, try something yep. new. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, too, is like if you've tried and used all that, all the knowledge that you have, you know, to do all these, try new things. Now let's start exhausting your resources. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're trying to become is a resource. So you have to find that accountability and you have to find that community that's going to push you to do things that you might have not tried. Like different life hacks that might work for you is what we're trying to provide. So that's what we're trying to build this community. And that's right now, Kyle is holding me accountable as I hold him accountable to get this whole thing done. That's yeah. why this is a thing. If either of us was doing this solo, we would not be able to have this content to provide for you guys. Yeah. So that's what we're taking what we already created for ourselves and we're putting it out to the community and getting you guys involved so we can be a resource for you. Yeah. And we can then start connecting people in that resource. So we can find people that are like in tech and they're trying to figure out how to do an email list or something like that. Well, let's let's connect those two together. You know, like someone's trying to do a website, another one's an engineer, like connect those two together. You know, that's, that's what we're all about so that you guys can be more effective. Yeah, and, and really like at the end of the day, we're all trying to be better at our jobs. That's why we, this is yes. the community we're trying to build. We're all trying to be become better at what we do or we're trying to start something new and looking for that inspiration. Um, and really the thing that we pointed out is just as, in general, it's not even just you, it's everybody across the board is three three times less productive than we previously were. And that's definitely yeah. something to sit on and, you know. Yeah, take ownership. Yeah. You know, like we, like I'm a part of the problem. Kyle's a part of the problem. The United States is, is the problem. All of us together, it's not just like, oh, it's those people over there or those people over there. Like, no, like we collectively are three times less productive. So like, let's all take ownership and start making it individual instead of just letting the statistic be a general thing. Bring it to yourself, you know, like bring that to your own own work habits and see how you can make yourself more effective, more efficient, more productive so that you can really get to your goals, really get to your dreams and crush it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and the solution to that is the trial and error that we were talking about, you yeah. know, experiment try new things, find a community. Yep. There's That's a huge thing that got um, us started was we started to find these, these communities on YouTube and throughout social media that were doing things similar to what we wanted to do that we could then look at what they went through and learn from their yep. failures, from their success, that we, yep. could, we could glean some things from them. There's things to be learned from the community. I think, I think a big thing that social media has done is it's brought us together, but it's also kind of distanced us in a way too. 
there's yeah. it's there's a lack of true authentic community in some ways and i think that's something that you kind of have to search for you can't just yeah. stumble across it you have to say i need to find a community that is in tech that um maybe i'm a software engineer i need to find a community like that and yeah. you have to see, seek out that stuff and that's part of what we're trying to do as well is part of the productive or productivity side you know trying to help yeah. with that yeah yeah, I mean, that, we're trying to be that resource that can maybe connect the dots for you. But at the end of the day, it takes you trying something new and seeing if it works, seeing if it's effective. You know, and then yeah. after that, move on. You know, like keep keep using it or tweak it. You know, like let's make yeah. some changes and do a little things here and there. Like waking up at five in the morning every day, maybe that works. Or maybe you're just exhausted and now you're drinking like four cups of coffee each day and you're dehydrated and you can't work out at the end of the day anymore. So it's like, all right, maybe let's switch that to six, like tweak it. Yeah. Like, but give it, it's like good chance, you know, like do a trial for a period of time. That's like a month. I would say is a good time frame to try something new to see if it's effective. Cause at the end of the day, like, how are you supposed to know? Like I tried it for a day. It didn't work I'm like, eh, yeah, a little bit more. And, and part of that too is you have to know what you're trying to achieve. You have to set a goal, yes. right? You can't just yep. say, oh, I'm going to try and do better at email. It's like, what does that look like? What's your goal? Do you want to only check email this many times a day? Do you want to clear out your inbox by the end of every day? What's your actual goal and how are you going to achieve that? How's it going, guys? Kyle here from Proof and Theory, and I'm here to bring you our September challenge. Part of our mission at Proof and Theory is to help you achieve your goals. We believe that accountability is huge. Part of the reason that we started this podcast was because Chad and I held each other accountable. So during the month of September, we wanna help you achieve your goals and hold you accountable for them. What we'd love for you guys to do is to like this video and then comment below what is your goal for September and what is your Instagram handle. So our goal is to gain 50 followers on YouTube and 200 followers on Instagram. And for us, that's a really aggressive goal. And that's something we want to encourage you guys to do. What's something that you guys are doing currently that you feel like you could do a little bit better in the month of September? Are you exercising? Would you like to be able to run an extra mile by the end of this month nonstop? Are you a photographer? Would you like to maybe get one more client? Are you a real estate agent looking to close one more house? Whatever your goal is, we want you to try and achieve that in the month of September. And we want to check in with you and see how that's going. So again, to enroll in this, all you have to do is like the video, comment below, and then also make sure to include your Instagram handle in there so that we can all see how each other are doing and cheer each other on. We're excited to smash our goal in September, and we're excited to see you guys smash yours.